0: the next time you're frightened in the dark don't 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 scream
1: And I'm rapping this, I can't fulfill this appetite. Thinking that you're rapid type, but come to me, you have this night. I suggest you pass the mic, or else you get to acting right. For my slap and slap you like Ray Russell, going and smack his wife. Be a bad influence, even when my time's out. Catch me up in heaven, feeding shots to Amy Winehouse. Probably never make it though with early gates, get met with score, cause I only want Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fat Attack Features the Bad red and Horror Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Capo, with my lovely co-host Elaine. And today We're going to talk about the 2007 suspense, horror, thriller.
2: Fuck ups. Fucked up.
1: Bug.
2: Bug. Not multiple singular bug.
1: Yes. I'm going to push this mic a little closer to your face. There you go.
2: It's like literally in my mouth now.
1: Just don't lick it.
0: Dirty
1: bitch.
2: My microphone, I can only get it if I want to. (laughs) That's okay. All right. That's fine. All right. Solid start. (laughs) Good.
1: So, we are back.
2: Yeah. And basically, it might echo. I feel like this this is echoing. And our new recording studio. Yes. We probably will
1: have to uh, put some stuff up here in the corners. So, there probably is an echo.
2: Oh, well, that's fine.
1: No, that's fine for right now. I can always go and get some, uh, I go to McDonald's and get a bunch of like drink containers and just staple them up on the walls.
2: Drink containers? Yeah. You think that's, no. That's not what we're doing. That's hood shit. We ain't doing that hood shit. Uh, You have your one room. I allowed it to overflow out here.
1: I have two rooms.
2: You too, you're right. You have two rooms, but I'm still decorating this first And you have a room,
1: and it's stinky. It's not my
2: fault. It's it's because there's animals in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, your whole little zoo back. I there.
2: need to clean their tank though, for real though.
1: And the hedgehogs are very angry about being moved.
2: They don't so like being put in a just carrier.
1: They're swinging shit and fucking Actually, they've stuff been all over very
2: the well behaved since I cleaned their cage this one time. This wow. last time. They wow. uh they were, wilding the, in there they, were. they were very angry about
1: That first week they
0: were wild
2: they were very angry about the change of scenery and they Probably what made them more mad was the fact that they got shoved in a pet carrier. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't
2: enjoy it. One, that. they got woke up. They're not big fans of being woken up. Two, they got shoved into a carrier. But they're hanging out and being friends. I walked in there the other night and turned the light on, and they were just, like, hanging out together, and they were just looked at me like,
0: oh, "Yeah, the that- woman
2: came too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then they
2: ran and so their little... Uh, oh. They they do not they do not live together. They live together in the sense, but they have their own apartments in in that big cage. Nah, so <laughs> so they, they don't sleep together. Um, they have their own little bedrooms.
1: Nah, King Ghidorah and Chuna, <laughs> Angarius.
2: Ang- yeah, yeah, Ang- yeah, Angarius. and Garius, and Garius the angry. Garius
1: the angry. Yeah, King Ghidorah is the oxalot.
2: Who loves his upgrade to a 40 gallon from a 20.
1: He stopped beating his princess wife. He
2: did. Except now his, now Now his favorite thing is to swim up and pull the, uh, the output for his filter, which is like a spray bar. He loves to go up and pull it off the wall. I have to stick it back on every now and again. Mm. He thinks that's a fun, but I got him that like hammock and I haven't seen him use it once.
1: Yeah. Eh, It'll come around.
2: Yeah, well, he doesn't know is he's going to get bigger hides. I just set it up like the old tank so he would feel more at home. And I'll probably get him a friend. I want to get a copper ax- coupler, po- copper-colored ax, copper axolotl. But. But. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're here to review a movie, not just talk about the new house. Well, also, yeah. Well,
1: That's what I was going to say. We're in a new house now.
2: Yeah, we've graduated. I mean, we could have moved a long time ago, but we finally f- had enough of the hood. Well... If-
1: you know that it's hood
2: not, ass disgusting, broken down apartment. So
1: the the last day I was over there when I was moving stuff, I had the door open, right? So yeah, because I, I was going upstairs and I was loading. I had your car over there, yeah. <laughs> and so I took a bunch of shit because we were cleaning the fridge out. So I took a bunch of shit to the dumpster, right? And I was walking. And I had my I had my headphones in, right? And I was listening to something, and then I'll I could I could hear something. Like uh like screaming or yelling <laughs> and shit. So I like paused it for a second, I was like and I was listening and I could hear like yelling and then it like stopped. Right? So I'm like, Oh, okay, you know, whatever. So boop <laughs> I wonder if that'll pick up.
2: Uh the baby is downstairs in his bedroom going Wow, I wanna be on a podcast.
1: Yeah, well he'll be fine. Yeah, you will. This is just the first trial run for the new house. But anyway, <laughs> so then I, uh, I go back downstairs and I have the door open and I'm like in the hallway and I was doing something. I don't know what I was doing. And then all of a sudden I know where you just hear bop, 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 like three gunshots and it sounded like it was literally like right outside the door. So I don't know if someone came out in the parking lot. Or and rage happened?
2: shot in the air. Hopefully, because we didn't—I sh- didn't hear any about any murders in our apartment or, complex. Yeah,
1: th- yeah, this time,
2: this this one time.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> or they came out there and shot at somebody. I don't know, but I just like walked over. and was like, all right, well, I'm just going to shut this door <laughs> and uh, wait like ten, fifteen minutes, and then I'll go back outside.
2: I can tell you who it wasn't. Oh no, I can't. This is very racist if I say this. It wasn't the, oh, the a guys. Yeah, because then it would have yeah, been yeah. an AK-47 and it would have been like, Brrr! and then they would have been like, ay, 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 like in all the Indiana Jones movies I've ever seen. And movies set in yeah, the Those East. are
1: Indians. Those guys aren't Indians,
2: though. No, there's been uh, movies in, in the Middle East. I mean, there's been like well, 19 of them. They've well, been all over the globe. The next one is going to be in the Antarctic. I heard.
1: I'm, the, I'm not even entertaining the idea of watching the new one. People I don't know if good, there's a new one.
2: I just made that up because it, it seemed very plausible.
1: There is a new one that just came out. It's got Harrison Ford in it because Shia Leblow lost his mind and joined a Mexican street gang.
2: <laughs> Poor Shia. All right, anyway.
1: Anyway, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking
2: matter. Mm-hmm. But
1: anyway, yeah, so that happened. And uh, yeah, so now we live in a nice neighborhood.
2: Yeah, we totally do. And we, a big house, a massive house. Let's we, be honest. This is not just is a big a house. house. It's it's, the it's only, a, over twenty two hundred square feet for just me and him and two dogs. My only
1: gripe is there's not enough closet space.
2: Yeah, it is limited. It's because they obviously expanded on this house, yeah. and yeah, but, but that's okay. There's plenty of room for furniture that we can put things in. Yes. So right now, uh, it's a, it's basically a four bedroom, two and a half bath
1: with a loft, which is where we're recording with the loft. this podcast and this loft. We have turned the loft into the podcast. Yes. Room.
2: Which I actually was very, a little hesitant uh, about at first, but I kind of dig it because if we're going to s- set up a, a, a webcam eventually, just think we could hang this really cool background on here. If it was blue screen and then we can make a blue screen,
1: green just screen. get a
2: blue, green, blue, same thing.
1: Oh, well. I don't
2: know. We could put, like, whatever background. So, like, if we're doing a podcast on a specific movie, we could put it on the back oh, of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Got all types of things. Yeah. But it's much nicer. Let's just put it this way. Yes. Uh, much, all much, of our kitchen cabinets are attached to the cabinets still. Yes. So, that's a big win.
1: Water's not coming up through the floor. Yeah. The
2: floorboards... Yeah, they literally told us when we reported the water coming off of the floorboards and I asked him, do I need to worry about mold? He said, nah, nah, it's it's concrete underneath here. And I'm like, concrete is a porous substance. That means it can be mold- moldy?
1: Yeah, the idea of thinking <laughs> that mold can't grow on concrete was yeah. very uh, suspect to me. Uh,
2: it was No, it was definitely suspect. When I told the mechanics I work with and they're like, no he's wrong (laughs) they're all like because a lot of those guys are construction guys
1: he was training someone yeah he told us that so now this person is gonna go out in the world and tell tell everybody they're like yo so this can't grow on concrete Concrete. this guy said so i didn't remember he was like oh i see your uh your kitchen or uh, in your bathroom you had the 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 fucking cabinet door that was falling off. He's like, oh, I'll just fix that real quick. And then he fixed it, and then it just fell off again. Oh, yeah. Like, it later, was like, the, the next day.
2: Because the cabinets were dry rotted, because it, obviously that apartment had flooded at some point, and, and they like, oh, just yeah. went, no, we don't need to fix that. I
1: can fix that. And then he fixed it, and then it just broke, like, 12 hours later.
2: Yes, because...
1: Because <laughs> everything was just rotted out.
2: The best was when he told me that I didn't have to worry about the giant hole in my shower because the, oh, yes. <laughs> the the tile fell off and there was a giant hole so let's, where... Let's paint the picture. <laughs>
1: so Elaine had a shower and the tiles started falling out of the wall. <laughs> and so upon investigation, I touched the wall behind it because it looked completely rotted out. And I was like, well, I wonder if this is rotted out. I literally just poked my finger in there. Mm -hmm. And it just completely just, like, all fell out and, like, caved in.
2: And there was a hole behind the wall. Yes. And there was some drywall behind the wall. But when I took a picture of it and showed it to uh, my guys at work, they were like, that's not even the right kind of drywall for a bathroom. No, They said you have to get something called green wall. It's a special type of drywall that doesn't rot. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just go sticking
1: things in all these places. Yeah. So our place is like,
2: probably literally not built to go.
1: Yeah. That aren't like moisture resistant. Uh,
2: yeah. It was kind of crazy. And so we basically lived for an entire year with a cabinet door. I think we talked about it on this podcast previously that literally just fell off uh, unprompted while well, no, we had guests I, the in the it kitchen.
1: Was because Max came over. And, and it had two redheads
2: in the kitchen at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. So that's, that's we, did, we did discuss that as the reason why. Yes. But, like, it literally involved. just fell off while we were standing around the kitchen. And I literally mean around the kitchen because it had an island or a half wall. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: Alex and Taylor were sitting on the couch because we were waiting on Max so we could go to... Uh, yes.
0: Uh, that, and uh,
2: it literally just uh, fell the off. The whole cabinetry just fell off the upper cabinet door. And we put in a service request and they said, well, to be honest, this, uh, apartment complex got, they got the management bought out this place. And I think they knew they were just going to have to remodel it. So they're like, we're going to rip out the cabin tree anyway. Just, just leave it off.
0: Oh, yeah, they're gonna
1: <laughs> Tear everything out of there. And redo it.
2: Oh, this place guys. And it was tiny. I didn't realize how tiny that apartment was. I cleaned it. Um, yesterday. And I stood in it while it was completely empty. And I was like, damn, this place is so tiny. (laughs) How the fuck did we live there for so long? I really was starting to get claustrophobic in that fucking place, though.
1: You know what we should have done is we should have kicked your roommate out and took that house over. That's what we should have done.
2: Yeah, because she totally. Well, that wasn't even big either. That was only like 900 and something square feet.
1: Yeah, but it would have been better than being there.
2: Because it was built in the 50s, and it was built of real materials. (laughs) But then I would
1: have been all far away from work. I would have been... All
2: far away. It would have took you five minutes, actually, to get to work.
1: That's not true.
2: From East Nashville, you could have zipped right up Briley Parkway.
1: That is so not true. Yeah, it is
2: true. Anyway, so I added, like, maybe eight minutes to my commute, which is whatever it's so worth it this place is so worth it it is awesome there's so much space and yes we need to buy new furniture but not much new furniture no i mean we pretty much filled it up pretty well
1: but the move was terrible
2: oh no, elaine
1: elaine wasn't wasn't here she was in florida having the time of her life
2: that that's not fair because i moved a ton of shit that week and since that week you just had one. Uh,
1: I also did the same.
2: Right, so don't act like I was just like peace out, buddy. And That's then, exactly it took what to- happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but I moved a. Fi- I moved my entire menagerie. Just imagine moving the menagerie on top of that.
1: Yeah, then it would have been like a twelve-hour move.
0: <laughs>
2: anyway, no, let me <laughs> say
1: I spent eight hours.
2: No, let me explain. Fucking hours. Let me first. Explain what happened. Go so, ahead.
1: okay, yeah, go ahead and explain yourself. this movie. Hold on, hold on one sec. Go ahead. Explain yourself.
2: Okay. So, Rachel Ray, who's my friend, not the bitch that makes like crappy food and shitty fucking pans.
1: You know, I, not that bitch. I always get Rachel Ray and uh, Paula Dean like mixed up.
2: Paula Dean is an old lady.
1: Rachel Ray's old.
2: Rachel Ray is not an old person. Not like
1: old, like Paula Dean though. But I always mix them up.
2: Really, because Rachel's like a New York Cityer. Rachel Ray and Come like on, Paula Dean's like y'all. This ain't food unless you're putting fourteen pounds of butter in it. She's also really racist, and she also, <laughs> you know, those Negroes love this butter. Well, um, no, where, 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 she, where, where, <laughs> but she, she probably it. used the she, real N word.
1: No, she did.
2: Yeah, so she, at her staff. <laughs>
1: She got sued. It's actually funny. She got sued for racial discrimination by a white woman who worked for her. Mm. And that's, they ultimately ended up like throwing the whole thing out because the judge was like, you're a white person, which you're saying that it was racial discrimination against like African Americans, but they're not here. Like, in his yeah. But then under uh, her disposition, they <laughs> they, they asked her, have you ever said the N-word? And she was like, oh, yeah, of course.
2: She's like, we just use it lovingly around my like, kitchen, uh, yeah, she, you know. And,
1: no, what she <laughs> said was, uh, she was like, oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, it was a different time back then. It's been a long time since I've said it. And if I have said it recently, it's probably me repeating something that was said to me or said by a black person. That's what she said. Yeah, it's in her disposition. So, we, so
2: anyway, so and, were, and then they were talking. How can you to, confuse Rachel Rachel Way and Paula Deen? I don't know, man. I don't, they don't I got, even.
1: I got wires crossed. Yeah, right, definitely. Well, but anyway, the, and then she, then they were all talking about how she uh, wanted to have that plantation wedding where all the all the waiters and uh, shit would all be like black folks, and it was just gonna be like white people acting like they're on an old school yeah, cotton she plantation. She
2: basically wanted what's that movie?
1: God. And that was in, like, 2007. Like, well, well how do
2: you think that would, be, like, fly? Because she's a southern white woman. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, but Rachel Ray is not. She's, like, a city, like, she's sex in the city versus, like, well, hey, you yeah, know, yeah. in I the always, heat of the night.
1: I don't know. For some reason, I hear those, and I just I keep them all mixed up. Well,
2: anyway, so Rachel Ray, my friend, who we call RFA, uh, RFR, Rachel fucking Ray just to make the distinction distinction between the two. She suggested this movie, y'all. And not only that, she invited me to her parents' beach house down in Florida. And she was like, girl, you just, here, book this flight, and you just come down and hang with me. We'll drive back up. So upon uh, agreeing to this, I then realized that the flight literally left the day that we're supposed to have the moving guys here. Um, and I said, I was like, I don't know. I have to see because that's the day the movers are supposed to be here. And she's like, girl, you have movers. He has it. This is coming Florida. You need, you need the break. Which she was right. I did need that fucking vacation.
1: It'll justify this. Listen,
2: I did. I needed that motherfucking vacation and you know it. It mm-hmm. just was, just happened that I was flying out t- very timely before the movers being at yeah, the... Let me tell the- you what fucking happened. Let
1: me tell you what fucking happened. Let me tell you what fucking happened. <laughs> oh, it
2: was a beautiful these motherfuckers, four days, these motherfuckers, uh, 90 degrees every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. These motherfuckers... These motherfuckers are, are like, Hey, we're going to call you, and then when we call you, we'll be there in 30 minutes. Guess what? They call, and then they're not there in 30 minutes. They're like, Oh, we're going to be there at 9 o'clock. they don't get there until like 9.30... Then they drive past my shit, even though I told them how to get there. So they don't even start, like, getting into the apartment until almost 10 o'clock. Right. And it's going to rain. I looked all week, and all week the weather said it wasn't going to rain. That fucking morning when I woke up, it's like, holy shit. Like, a fucking apocalyptic storm is coming. Surprise rain. Then, the guy who's, like, in charge. you remember when they had the Super Bowl... And that dude from like Marine, was that Maroon 5? He took his shirt off and had all those terrible tattoos, and everybody was like, well, this guy fucking sucks.
2: Yeah. uh, Okay, well, this was Adam Levine.
1: That's what he looked like. He looked just like that. It probably
2: was him because he's been canceled since. Ah, well. So it probably was him now. That's probably what he has to do now.
1: Maroon 5 was in charge, and then there was this little ghetto white dude. I don't think you can say the W word anymore,
2: but that's basically what it was. That's what he was.
1: And then, uh, do you remember Office Space? Yeah. Do you remember his neighbor with the big, long, like curly hair? Ah, uh, vaguely. Okay, well, he looked just like that, except it was in, like, a mullet. <laughs> and those are the three people I had to help me move. And then my, <sighs> first, my first fucking red flag was, as soon as they started, they were like, oh, yeah, this, the, the mullet man.
2: Mullet man's name.
1: Mullet man was brand new. It was mm-hmm. his second move. Okay. And so they have to train him while they're doing this. And it took so fucking long. (laughs) It took forever for them to do anything. (laughs) And I was just. Because they
2: had to like bring out like paper and crayons and draw a diagram for him. I had to keep
0: resisting
1: the urge to like start drinking. Because it was stressing (laughs) me the fuck out. Because I knew. I knew what was going to happen. Because they were like, oh. So, he had to like,
2: oh, well, it's a third person, not two man and something. When Anna I talked something. to these
1: motherfuckers, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll give you three people. It should take four or five hours. Top in six at absolute most. Well, that was a gross underestimate. It took so long. By the time we got to the storage unit, it was already like five hours. And then it started pouring, like apocalyptic rain. And then the little ghetto white dude was scared of getting struck by lightning. So like, he didn't want to like load anything. And then he was psyching out mullet man because he was telling the mullet man, he was like, dude, that ramp. We walk up's all metal. It's just a fucking like lightning fucking, uh, what is that? What was it? Conductor. The word? Conductor. They're, and they're like, dude, we're going to get struck by fucking lightning.
2: Wait, listen. So hold on. He knew that metal is a conductor, but he didn't know that lightning hits the highest point.
1: I don't know, man.
2: Okay. I'm glad he was was not concerned about the trees that are taller than his truck.
1: Yeah. And it just took for fucking ever. And it's turned into, and I'm helping them. I'm having to help them do shit. And it still took eight (laughs) fucking hours, eight fucking hours. And they didn't even get everything done. (laughs) They, they still had more shit to do. And I finally got so sick of it. I was like, dude, just get the fuck out of my house. (laughs)
2: because <laughs> it's been eight they fucking hours they literally shr- they saran wrapped every fucking item that <laughs> would come home into the house I was like why is there saran wrap everywhere dude
1: a third <laughs> a third of that and a whole fucking day <laughs> spent with fucking hmm. Maroon 5 and these two fucking deputy dumbasses I don't even know what the fuck I I just Dude, it was fucking, it was unbearable. It was awful. <laughs> and then and then they fucking broke the bed. So after all that shit's done, I still am going back to the house and I'm still moving shit. I'm moving shit till one in the fucking morning. And then, and it not, it's not to me, it's the humidest shit. It's raining. It's fucking terrible.
2: One in the morning? Didn't you go to watch midget wrestling?
1: No, that was the next day.
2: Oh, that's right. That was the next day.
1: And one in the fucking morning. Then I come home and I'm like, man, I'm gonna. I got something to eat. I fucking drank a couple beers. Three in the morning, I decide to go to bed. Climb up in the bed because they put it back together, and then motherfucker falls apart while I'm in it. <laughs> Just completely falls apart, and then I'm and, laying on the fucking <laughs> floor at three in the fucking morning, <laughs> pissed as shit, tired, drunk. And then I had to put the bed back together again. And it fell apart again. And I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to sleep like out is. And I woke up the next day. My back's all fucking hurting and all fucked up. And, th- and then fucking, I had to uh, MacGyver that shit back together to make it to where I could actually like sleep on it.
0: <laughs> and even
1: with that, it's continuing to try to fall apart. So I had to-, to sleep. On the foot side of the bed.
2: It is the headboard. It literally looks like it's folding a house. Like I'm gonna a take fucking a fold. Of it. A fold up couch.
1: I'm going to take a picture of it and then I'll, I'll post it so ah! people can see. So,
0: but
1: it fucking it's
2: terrible. Sucked. It's terrible.
0: It
1: did. It was fucking terrible and it so, fucking sucked.
2: And in vast contrast. And
1: then the whole goddamn time, the whole goddamn time. Elaine sending me pictures of her on the beach drinking fucking, like... That was
2: the next day. Uh, it was we the hung- whole
1: fucking weekend. The whole time you were gone, you were that sending me day. pictures of you with drinks and eating fucking the- beachside salmon salads and all this shit. Here I am fucking lying on the floor at 3 in the morning eating cold McDonald cheeseburgers. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that day, I think okay. I was sending you pictures of the pool, but I did put on sunscreen, so.
1: Yeah. So, little victories. <laughs> but fuck those motherfuckers. Fuck those motherfuckers and fuck that movie company.
2: Which it's not called two guys f- in a truck. It's not called three guys, guys in a in truck. A truck. I don't Just give a fuck. for the record. It's yeah. not called three guys in a truck.
1: Fuck those motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> that shit
1: right there, dude. I...
2: <laughs>
1: that shit, man. Mm. Now I'm getting, see now I'm getting, I'm getting, you're I'm, getting so
2: upset again. I am getting upset. This he, is you know, he told me it was a bad move, but he totally kind of held back all this, um, I I didn't want to ruin your trip. Yeah, he was being so he was like, um no, it's just raining now. So fun fact. Um,
1: (laughs) So fun fact. That night when the bed fell apart, I wrote out this giant like diatribe rant. (laughs) And I sent it to you. And then I unsent the I was
2: wondering what the unsent message was. Because
1: I was like, you know what? No. I'm not gonna (laughs) I'm not gonna stress her
2: out. He he knew I needed a fucking Yeah. So I was
1: like, you know what? I'm not gonna stress her out. It's fine. (laughs) And so I unsent the message and then the next day just act like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> fucking terrible. Fucking awful.
2: Oh my God.
1: It was. It was fucking terrible. This is such a terrible life experience. It's up there with, with Starbucks and all that. This is fucking terrible. <laughs>
2: I shouldn't be laughing as hard as I am. My ribs are hurting from laughing so hard.
1: Oh, well, I got something better for you. You do.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: I do. We're not even going to get into this movie yet. We're already 27 minutes in. Well, you know what? I don't give a shit. It's fine.
2: It's a great movie, though. But check
1: this out. Yeah. So I was listening listening (laughs) to this podcast, right? And they were talking about, like, famous authors, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them was like, so they mentioned this guy's name. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, is that the guy that's like obsessed with farts? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And so I go and look this guy up. Uh, what's his fucking name? James Joyce. Are you familiar with him?
2: Uh, the name fa- sounds familiar.
1: Apparently he's like this like super famous, like American writer or no Irish, He's an Irish novelist. Uh let's see, he wrote Ulysses, Dubliners, Finnegan's Wake, A Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man, The Dead. I don't know. All these, like, apparently Irish books that are popular.
2: Sounds so familiar. I probably do know who he is, yeah. Okay. I'm going to continue.
1: So, in the 70s, they got a hold of these love letters that he had written his wife Okay, and throughout their marriage,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: he had started writing them to her in 1909. Now, I'm going to read you oh, some of these letters, oh, my gosh. or some little excerpts from them, and I'm going to try to do it in a romantic voice.
2: Do it in your Irish accent too. Just to <clears> I
0: don't have
1: an Irish accent, so it's going to be like impossible to try to get through. But we're going to try. If it's, <laughs> if, it's, if it's terrible, then we'll just I can cut it out. But. This is like the funniest shit ever. (laughs) All right, I got to get it out, because you're not prepared. You're not prepared for this shit. Like, when I was reading this, I was like, dude, this is like your worst nightmare. (laughs) My worst nightmare? Anyone's worst nightmare. Oh, okay. Like, if you wrote this down and gave it to someone, you're doing this in, like, being like, yo, no one's ever going to see this, right? But now it's everywhere. (laughs) All over the world. Okay. Tell me if this gets you moist. <laughs> you had an arse full of farts he- that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you, big fat fellows, long windy ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's wiping away tears. <laughs> 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 All right, hold on.
1: Little Mary Cracks <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I'm trying to get All the way through it Because it's just It's like the most Ridiculous shit I've ever read It's so <laughs> It's so funny You had an ass Full of farts That night darling And I fucked them Out of you Big fat fellow
2: do you me To read this
1: Big fat fellows Long windy ones Quick little merry cracks and a lot of tiny...
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tiny ones. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to compose
2: myself. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> He's handing it to me. I can't it. <laughs> a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives... Ah, oh, it, it's... Ah, uh, okay. Look at that, I was reading it with an Irish accent and everything.
1: Alright, we'll do it for... Alright, You so want me to do it from the top? I'm gonna read this from the top.
2: Because <laughs> he can't. The most... Okay. <laughs> okay. And and this, this is my... All time. I'm, gonna, I'm putting on an Irish accent for this. You had an arse full of farts that night, darling. I know you fucked them out of you. Big fat fellas. Long windy ones. Quick little merry cracks. And a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman with every fuck drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. Is that her name? I think I could pick her as out of a room full of farting women. It's a, it is a rather girlish noise. Not like the wet windy fart, which I imagine fat wives have. It is sudden and dry and dirty like what a bold girl will let off and fun in a school dormitory at night. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their, their smell also. Here you go. Uh, oh, I'm a professional. Oh, my God. That is, good Lord, who writes that to a girlfriend?
1: Well, she enjoyed them. Did she? Yeah. Her name was Nora Barnacle. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's here's another one. Are you
2: really going to try to read this one? (laughs) I'm going to
1: try to read this one. I wish I could hear your lips sputtering those heavenly exciting filthy words. See your mouth making dirty sounds and noises. Feel your body wiggling underneath me. Hear and smell the dirty, fat, girlish farts going <laughs> going pop pop <laughs> out of your pretty bear girlish bum and fuck 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 my naughty little hot fuckbird, bird cunt forever
2: wow I'm overcome with how romantic that was <laughs> ah. uh. hmm <laughs>
1: it's so funny
2: I could just see you laughing when did you read this by the way were you at work or home I was at Walmart today (laughs) you're at Walmart probably laughing everybody thought you were crazy I was laughing so
1: (laughs) hard I hope Nora will let off no end of the farts in my face so that I may know their smell also (laughs) I can only see. I can see only a swelling mass of white stuff and frills. And so that when I bend down over you to open them and give you a burning, lustful kiss on your naughty, bare bum, I can smell the perfume of your drawers as well as the warm odor of your cunt and the heavy smell of your behind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go, even. Famous <laughs> authors use the word cunt.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm a little <sighs> disappointed. He's an author. He could have came with better imagery than that one. Well,
1: he used all of his good stuff on his literary works, and then he yeah <laughs>
2: then he, <had>
1: to get <laughs> he, dirty he was dried
2: up and uh, with, just only had fucking could only talk about farts at that point. Yeah, yeah. Old,
1: old Nora Barnacle, <laughs> <laughs> the the fart vixen.
2: Uh, the farting fixin (laughs) I love that he imagines fat housewives having wet farts
1: cause she apparently she was very uh, heavy and he liked her that way and then (laughs) expected her to have these big giant disgusting wet farts and he was like oh they were angelic Pop pops,
2: angelic fart, angelic whispers, angelic (laughs) whispers—the angelic whispers that emanate from your bum.
1: (laughs) So there you go.
2: Wow, we are so gonna have like a change of mood when we talk about this movie.
1: It's all about love.
2: It's all about. Wait, this is the author of this movie?
1: No, no, God. Oh.
2: No. Oh, God, why did we bring him up?
1: I don't know, because I thought it was funny.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> it was like the funniest shit ever to me, and I was just like, thought that shit was so funny. So other people have to know about it so they can... We really should have
2: ended the podcast with this, because people are going to need the fucking uh, the mood
1: elevator yeah.
2: after we talk about this movie. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so... <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, a whole
1: nother other thing to go into, too. And I'm just like, well we'll, we'll, well, we'll get started here.
2: Let's start on the movie, babe.
1: So, Bug. Yes, Bug. May 25th. Beat you. 2007. Yeah. Budget of $4 million. Okay. Had a box office of
2: 8.2. Yeah.
1: Originally, this was a stage play written by Tracy Letts who would also write the screenplay for the film. It premiered as a play in London in 1996 and would also be performed around the U.S. from 2000 to 2004, starring... Guess who?
2: I'm feeling I should be a famous person.
1: Michael fucking Shannon.
2: Oh, he was in the play, too?
1: he was the original guy in the play when they premiered it in 1996. And when they brought it to the United States, he also... Went on the tour and did the same portrayal.
2: Okay, but
1: which makes sense.
2: I don't know a lot of Michael Shannon facts because he just—I just know he's a weirdo in every role he ever plays. Oh, we'll get there. But did this start his career, or was he semi-famous at this point?
1: I would not think he was very famous in the mid nineteen nineties. Okay. I would not. I would. I would not classify him as. So as he's a obviously a that.
2: method actor. I feel like. Well, maybe um, not quite a method actor, but he seems like someone who uh, becomes his role.
1: Yes, because he goes all in on this motherfucker.
2: Oh, he definitely went all in on this. Um, they both went
1: all in. Let's also had two other plays that would become motion pictures: 2011's *Killer Joe*, Never starring Matthew McConaughey.
2: Never seen it. I own it. We had to watch it. Maybe that could be another podcast, a different day. Um,
1: It was also directed by the same director, William Frykin. So there you go. Mm -hmm. And then also 2013's August, Osaw County. I've don't know. I've never heard of it. Me either. But it was directed by John Wells, produced by George Clooney, and stars Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, Ewan McGregor, and like a ton of other motherfuckers. So, I don't know. But good for him, you know. That's uh, That's got to be pretty big to get three plays turned into motion pictures like that. Taglines. Tagline. There were two. The first is, first they send in their drone. Then they find their queen.
2: Okay. You'd have to watch the entire movie to even get that. But okay, yeah.
1: I like this second one, though. Okay. Paranoia is contagious.
2: Okay. I'll, I like
1: that second one.
2: I like the first one better. It's a sleeper.
1: Um, this was one of two films that received an F cinema score from audiences upon its release alongside Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage.
2: Okay, I can understand people not liking this movie. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot to not like about this movie. Um, you're not prepared for this movie. You're not prepared for it based on the title. You're not prepared for it based on the lead actress. Um, I wasn't prepared for this movie, and I was given a heads up on it.
1: It's, it's something.
2: It's definitely something.
1: Uh, it would. I could see a lot of people if you went in blind and were watching it.
2: You would not. I could I see
1: people turned off very quickly because literally in the first forty-five minutes. Nothing happens.
2: It, I, that's how it's character. Uh, it's one of those character development yes. movies. And I love them. It, I'm a personally, I'm a slough for some character development. It
1: plays out like a stage play. The it really first does. 45 minutes yes. does. Yes. It makes a whole lot of sense that that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But I would see that be a huge turnoff for a lot of people. If you didn't know what this was about or the payoff I could see people being, after like 45 minutes, just being like. Bored. Yeah, bored as shit. And not yeah. paying attention. But this movie is directed by William Friedkin. Mm-hmm. I think it's how you say his name. It's Fried K-I-N.
2: Friedkin, yeah. I don't so, know. Unless it's, so, it's like Friedkin or something you're like that. Yeah,
1: but... something fancy.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, I remember when this movie came out, and I never watched it. This is my first time ever seeing it.
2: I've never even heard of this movie before.
1: I remember when it came out, and 2007, I'm like, probably where I'm still watching, like, shitty movies on purpose, because, you know, just to see shitty movies, Mm. Uwe ball and things of those sorts. Yeah. But really, now when I I go and I look at this guy's uh, track record, I'm amazed I've never
2: come across him at come all come
1: back to it yeah because he has a lot of really good movies that I do like he did the french connection in 1971 great movie the exorcist in 1973
2: great movie sorcerer
1: in 1977 that's a one that a I lot remember. of people haven't seen but it's it's these four guys who get sent on this mission to take a truck full of nitroglycerin and they have to drive it through this jungle
2: does not seem familiar at all. It's so a fucking never seen awesome it.
1: movie. Yeah. Um Cruising in nineteen eighty, which has um Al Pacino, where it's uh there's there's a serial on. killer going around killing all these gay men, and he goes undercover in the gay community. To live and die in LA in nineteen ninety five. Right. Blue chips in nineteen ninety four. Never seen. Awesome fucking movie. Um it's about this coach and he's like a legendary coach. Think of like Bobby Knight-esque.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And he uh, is a basketball coach at this like prestigious school. And then it's all the like uh, shit that goes on behind the scenes. Like them illegally recruiting players. I would
2: never watch you, this movie, even if I heard of it. Yeah,
1: you got guys. Fu- I don't
2: like basketball.
1: Guys uh, like uh, fixing games and shit, hmm. shaving points and stuff and stuff yeah. like that. It's a really good fucking movie. Yeah. Shaq's in it. I oh. saw it in theaters also. Okay. Um, Rules of Engagement, 2000, with Samuel L. Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then The Hunted in uh, 2003, Benicio Del Toro, and also Tommy Lee Jones. That's a good fucking movie.
2: I want to say I saw that movie, but I don't recall anything about it.
1: That's where Benicio Del Toro is like this like crazy assassin, and he goes rogue. <laughs> And so, like, all these, like, state agencies and Tommy Lee yes. Jones are trying to track him down. And he just has a knife. He uses Tommy a knife. Tommy
2: Lee Jones, the habitual um, cop, right?
1: Yeah. And he just, like, slaughters people. Mm. But this movie stars Ashley Judd. She plays Agnes, which is an old person's name.
2: It really is an old person's name. Like...
1: I don't know. That's just like, imagine being a child and your name was like Agnes. Like no, it'd be like if, you if were, two. like, if you were like a little, if I was a little boy and my name was like Elmer or some shit like that, you know,
2: no, no one needs to be named after a glue.
1: Yeah. It's just old or a old donkey. people names.
2: I would name a donkey Elmer. Yeah. So there you go. Cause one day he might become glue. She has 57 acting credits. She's amazing. Do we have to really go over her acting credits? Everybody just, should know who Ashley Judd is.
1: Oh, Let's go over this a little bit. Okay. She started her acting career in 1991. And since everyone knows her acting career, what was it? Oh, in
2: 1991. You want me to name specifics? I don't know, but I've seen a lot of Ashley Judd movies.
1: Star Trek Next Generation.
2: That was her starting movie? For real? For real?
1: Well, she was on the show. Two episodes oh, of the show.
2: Oh, yes. I do recall that, yeah.
1: And her first kiss was with Will Wheaton. Gross. That's her first on-screen kiss.
2: I feel like there's a... Well, no, she would have been pretty young back then.
1: But after that, she would take a small role in the movie Cuffs in 1992, starring Christian Schlater, where she would famously turn down one of the leading roles because it required doing a nude scene. And she would say, my mother worked too hard for me to take my clothes off in my first movie.
2: Um, Fair.
1: And let's also keep in mind, she was the first one to come out against uh, Harvey Weinstein.
2: She was. She was the first one. Good for her. So she's not in anything here, right? I feel like she's not in movies anymore.
1: Lately? No, I don't think so. Well, okay, well, And for
2: people who don't know, her mother did commit suicide here this year.
1: I didn't know that, really. didn't
2: know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll
1: keep up with the country music scene.
2: Oh yeah, she committed suicide. Oh
1: wow, uh, R.I.P. Ashley Judd's mom.
2: You don't know who Ashley Judd's mom?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't.
2: <laughs> but her mom—it was a hard. I know she was a country
1: singer, but I don't. Yeah, she you know,
2: was. She's a duo with like her Ramona, other daughter,
1: Ramona Judd.
2: Uh, yeah, her and her sister. Um, there's because they're all. They're all famous. The judges are famous. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know who the fuck they
2: are. <laughs> I don't want to mix up the names because Wyona is the mom. No, Naomi's Ni- Naomi is the mom. Wyona is who she sang with, her sister.
1: I thought it was Wynona Ryder.
2: Why? No, you're thinking Wyona Ryder. Wyona Drudge yeah. is a I totally different know. woman. Yeah, I don't
1: know these people. She's Why, a different woman. Why Nona? What kind of fucking name is that? Is that the one who killed herself?
2: No, her, the mom did.
1: I don't know. You're just showing me the, these random Actually, That's
2: Ashley Judd. The bottom picture. Ashley Judd. No, sorry. What, what
1: the fuck? Naomi okay,
2: Judd. Don't listen to so me. So she's that's the one who killed Naomi herself. Jed. Yes, sorry. I'm like using names.
1: How'd she kill herself?
2: Um, I don't know if they came out about it, but I want to say it was a shotgun. But, Damn. Kirk uh, of Bain style. Let me see. Because she just died in Leper's Fork. Oh yeah, lepers. is not lepers? No okay. lepers. <laughs> I was her people. Was... Lepers is bad. I know, but people always call it Leapers. Oh, I guess it. Yeah, it's lepers
0: for mm-hmm. lepers.
2: So yeah, she just died here recently. Oh uh, well, no, actually, it was last year, April thirtieth. Okay, I gotta put last year again. Oh my God, you and you're peeing yeah, all the not, time. We're
0: gonna, we're gonna
1: bang this out.
2: So it, I they, they came when they initially announced it, they announced it. Um, and they said that it was to do with they did announce that it was a suicide and they did announce, like, hey, we need to help people with mental health. But she shot herself in the home, and I don't know why I'm thinking shotgun, but for some reason, shotguns in my head. I don't know if that's a sp- Just because I'm like, oh, it's the South. Everybody uses shotguns. But, (laughs) which is, it it could be. But they, it just was a gunshot. I don't know what type of gun it was. But she apparently had bipolar disorder Uh, and had dealt with it her entire life. so. So when they first announced it, they didn't, they said that they wanted to announce the cause of death but themselves they didn't want another source too. so i guess they waited later to say that it was in fact a uh, a, a suicide well they announced it was a suicide but that it was by a gunshot into wow. the head
1: r.i.p ashley judd's mom there you go
2: there we go anyway anyway
1: so then she goes on to star in heat 1995 good movie good movie fun fact robert de niro and al pacino hated each other so much that when they had their diner scene where they talked to each other, they wouldn't film together. They wouldn't be on set together. That's tracks. So they would sit there <laughs> and just do the whole dialogue.
2: And then, and then, then the other one came it. in, and
1: that's why it flips back and forth the entire time. Because right. they refused to be on set together.
2: Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that.
1: Uh Then she was in A Time to Kill in 1996. Very good. Kiss the Girls in 1999. Oh, that
2: was a good one.
1: Simon Birch in 1998. Or that was 97, Kiss the Girls. Simon Birch in 98. Double Jeopardy in 1999. And then she was in Frida in 2002. So, a yes. pretty solid run.
2: She had a pretty solid career. I'd and say then
1: that. Recently, I guess she was in the Dolphin Tail movies, both of those. And she was in Divergent in 2014. Apparently, she had a role in that. Beyond that, yeah, I don't think she really has done a whole lot very recently. Um, on February 13th in 2021, she was in Africa raising awareness on animal protection and poverty when she would trip and fall over a tree, shattering her leg, oh. and it took 55 hours to get her to a hospital, and she almost
2: lost her leg. Oh, yeah. You're lucky when you break bones like that, you could... You can really like, yeah, at, after a certain point, the swelling gets so, I mean, that's why they leave space when they put on casts, because your leg will swell to heal and stuff like that. So you can actually lose a limb after it gets cast if yeah. your cast is too tight. Mm. Fact. I learned that from my nurse friend.
1: Um, then we have Michael Shannon,
2: who plays Peter. Peter.
1: 110 acting credits, Cecil B. DeMitted in 2000, Tigerland, Pearl Harbor in 2001, Vanilla Sky, he was in 8 Mile for a very small bit, Bad Boys 2, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead with Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jonah Hex, Trash, Mud in 2012 with Matthew McConaughey, Uh, The Iceman, where he played Richard Kuklinski aka the Iceman.
2: I wanna say I've seen that movie, but it's
1: a good movie. He does a fantastic job. And then if you want to read about a fascinating person, Richard Klinsky. Uh, Stone Cold Killer for the mob. And then Boardwalk Empire and The Shape of Water, Twelve Strong, and Knives Out. Now something that stood out to me with this was the music. I like the music.
2: It wasn't overpowering that much. I can tell you, cause I don't even really remember it.
1: And the music is done by this guy named Brian Tyler. He has a career spanning over 24 years and he has done music for seven installments of the fast and furious franchise, the expendables trilogy, iron man three Avengers age of Ultron Constantine, Law Abiding Citizen, most recently, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And he also makes the music for Yellowstone. So this dude's just balling. Currently, his films have grossed over $14.8 billion worldwide, putting him in the top 10 highest grossing film composers of all time at number seven. And if you're wondering who number one is, it would be... Hans Zimmer was thirty-two billion dollars. Wow! No one's gonna catch that. No. The second closest person's like twenty-four billion, and they're never gonna catch that.
2: Wow, that's a lot of money.
1: That's a lot of fucking money. And this, and I mean, this guy's at fourteen point eight billion. That's including Mario was just brought in like one point one and a half billion. That's wild. I mean, for such a, a small production, you got some real heavy hitters here.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I feel at the time they weren't as heavy hitting, but because what this movie is what 20, 2007?
1: Yeah, I mean, Michael Shannon is established.
2: Yeah, Ashley Judd at this point is pretty established.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, this director—he's a legendary director—and then you get this fucking music guy who's like, that's true. World renowned. I mean, you got a bunch of of stars. Big names working on this little, it's a project of love.
2: I feel like both of these actors read this script and felt like, yeah, this is. Well,
1: especially going out and getting Michael Shannon to come back and reprise.
2: He probably had a great love stage. for this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This,
1: this is a work of love.
2: And so something a little ironic about this is both of these people have their roots in Kentucky.
1: Yeah, that's true. Little known
2: fact, Michael Shannon was born in Kentucky. Yes. Ashley Judd wasn't. Her mom was more famous. Obviously, her and Wayana have different dads. But her mom was born in Kentucky. So kind of feel, but Ashley Judd went to the University of Kentucky.
1: She also used to be um, like when they would have like posters for the uh, Kentucky Wildcats basketball team and shit, she would be on them.
2: Right. Well, because yeah, she went that. to she, U- yeah, she yeah, she was she a a probably of, a famous, she did famous uh, notary, uh, like note alumni of note kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but well, she did a lot of like big promotional shit for uh, the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football team. So
2: right. So I feel like the two of these probably had a pretty deep rooted. That was probably a good connection for these people because I feel like their on screen chemistry is pretty spectacular. It is.
1: But before we get we go any further with that, okay? Which we're kind of a mess on this, this episode. But well, you know what? That's yeah. fine because we're bouncing back. <laughs>
2: this is an, this episode is definitely an emotional roller coaster for sure.
1: Yes, we uh. have a lot of things going on in our personal uh. lives, and then uh, you know, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the magic of editing,
2: right? I can make this sound good. Yeah, let's somehow make this match this thing together.
1: I will somehow make it happen. Yeah. But I want you to tell me what this movie is about.
2: Oh Lord. Uh, good lord, how would I describe this movie? So Don't overthink I, it. But I don't want to ruin it. Um
1: I'll give a fuck about that.
2: Okay. So this movie is about a woman Agnes. Agnes desperate to believe in love, and a man desperate to find someone to believe in him. The end. That's my. That's the only. That's all I am going to tell you.
1: That's fine. I'll spoil the rest of the movie.
2: <laughs> and we're gonna spoil the movie, no doubt. But yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's fair. It's fair. Spot on. Our movie opens. With a shot of someone laying in a pool of blood in a room covered in aluminum foil and bug zappers. Yes.
2: Yeah, so this is Only another.
1: Only for like two seconds.
2: Yeah, so this is another. I don't know if this was a popular trend with movies in the 90s, but it's a movie that starts with the basically the closing.
1: And then work their way back.
2: Yeah, back to that closing, not backwards, but work their way back to that scene. Yes. How did this scene scene? How did it occur? Well, let me tell you a little story.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which our story begins with a woman named Agnes. Agnes, and contrary to popular belief, not Shame. everyone named Agnes is a ninety five year old woman.
2: Apparently, people don't adopt that name when they get their social security. Um, at 65. Apparently, there's actually people born and given that name.
1: I have to grow up with old people <laughs> names.
2: It's character building. Ah, so this woman. And
1: everyone calls her Aggie. Aggie. And I hate it.
2: Because that's, isn't that the, isn't Aggie the name of the Longhorns thing?
1: Uh, the Texas A&M Aggies.
2: Okay, yeah. They're
1: the rivals of the Longhorns.
2: Oh, that's why you hate it so bad. Well,
1: no, it also sounds stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm
1: going to call a, uh, call I don't know. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate the way it, that sounds. Because it's an old person name.
2: Agnes is old. the old person name.
1: Yeah, but they're calling her Aggie.
2: Yeah, because you don't want to be called an old person name. You come up with cute little nickname. Well, where are Well, what are you, you going to call her? You remind me of a
1: You remind me of a cow. Aggie.
2: Because it sounds, yes, 100% babe, listen to you. What about it? You are just predetermined to hate that name.
1: I am predetermined to hate it.
2: Anyway, so Agnes. Her giant,
1: wet, fat woman farts.
2: <laughs> is a sloppy, oily, disgusting no, mess. No, she
1: is so sloppy. She- and
2: this is also very clear by her um, living accommodations she lives in a mismatched, disgusting motel Uh, that you pay by the day
1: it's called the rustic motel
2: rustic yeah rustic it is so it looks like somebody went to goodwill and just bought every piece of furniture there
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't even say that i would say they went to like a garage sale
2: yeah no this took
1: all this took all the stuff home no one wanted
2: it none of this furniture matches. It's, it's a, a it's
1: a nasty. It's a apartment. nasty
2: ass, like you'd be afraid to sit on it. Grandma's couch that you're pretty sure you're gonna get flea bites from.
1: She's got liquor bottles all over the place.
2: Uh yeah. It's just she she wearing a And she
1: smokes inside. And she's yeah, ugh, it's gross. Smoke <laughs> cigarettes inside.
2: So disgusting. Yeah, everything about this apartment looks like tar yellow like nicotine, tar, yeah, yellow. It's nasty. And gross.
1: And then the outside is also it's, not welcoming. With it's the, very uh, still
2: hodgepodge.
1: The blue, the blue neon lights.
2: Yeah. It's very, this motel that she stays on, stays in that probably markets itself for Which like.
1: I love that opening shot.
2: Of the or apartment. it starts
1: super far away, uh-huh. and you can just see that there's nothing there.
2: Nothing, nothing there. nothing in this
1: fucking place. And
2: even like the,
1: there's the roof little, is patched. There's the little bar, I guess it's like kind of down the street. The lesbian bar. The, the bar that you see, the honky-tonk that they work at. <laughs> and then you see the hotel, and then it slowly Motel. zooms in on the hotel. yes. And the roof
2: is patched and doesn't even match.
1: But all you can see, against like this desolate desert landscape is the neon signs.
2: Yeah, just just lack of vibrance.
1: Just in the middle of fucking nowhere.
2: Also lacking vibrance. Yes. She lacks vibrance. The motel lacks vibrance. Her life lacks vibrance. She is just literally giving up. And she does doing the bare minimum to be alive. Shower, maybe occasionally eat, maybe occasionally, drink, probably all the time, work.
1: Uh, yeah, she drinks all the time.
2: Like, she goes to work and her hair is, like, literally greasy. I was like, the first thing I said, remember when she was in the, like, uh, in the store, I was like, girl, wash, wash yeah. your hair. <laughs>
1: she, she is in a very, um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the proper terminology. She's very, uh downtrodden state. She is, she is looking rough.
2: Yeah. This entire opening is downtrodden.
1: You know, when, uh, imagery, yeah. Ever been all, uh, Walmart people, uh, people, (laughs) people, Walmart, people, Walmart. She looks like she would be on there, like in some flip flops at three in the morning, fucking buying a couple cases or a cigarettes and mountain dew,
2: (laughs) mountain dew and Campbell soup or something, something easy.
1: I'm going to go ahead and jump on here. This, this story does have an unfortunate uh, run, but I'm going to say she does deserve it because she drinks vodka and Coke.
2: Okay, well, you're jumping really far ahead to say that, but yeah, she does drink vodka and Coke. We drink vodka and Coke.
1: Uh, it's, you know, okay. we, we, we bring it back. To this
2: Girl story. is vodka. So, but like, everything about her existence... Up until meeting this individual, Peter, is just like, girl's just alive because she's too lazy to kill herself, kind of thought.
1: And she's being harassed by her ex-boyfriend. Husband. Ex-husband.
2: Who just got out of, apparently just got out on parole and for... Uh,
1: Two years for armed robbery, which...
2: That's a light sentence.
1: But he does say that he is a snitch.
2: Oh, yeah, he did snitch.
1: Because he said there's people looking for him.
2: Right. He snitched on his partner, who apparently might have, he thought, was fucking his wife. So, uh, justified? Yeah. No.
1: But she works at a shitty honky tonk. She has a friend, R.C. Right. Royal Cola.
2: (laughs) Royal Cola. What was her name? She did actually say her name. Ronnie. Ronnie. So, R.C. is a lesbian. Um... They work in a lesbian joint, I guess. Kind kind got that impression, right? Or maybe it's not a lesbian oh, well, joint. Oh, no,
1: because when well, when they cut to the bar, the first thing you see is a man and a woman like making out like basically banging on the floor. Then you see women making out. And then yeah, there it, are a lot of um what's the acceptable term for a lesbian woman? Dyke?
2: That's none of those. <laughs> that's not an acceptable term for a lesbian woman. I know. Stud? Uh,
1: I'm, you see some studs in there.
2: No, it's, this is beyond, what do you call this is that? before studs. This is before studs. This is a bunch of women who literally well, yeah. have given up on men. So now they're just lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> like, they they, got the they de- all got the short hair what? and like, they so look the first, like the first 40 year old lesbians. That's woman,
1: what it looks like. There, there was a woman who looked like a cowboy, like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the first one Now these see. are
2: all women who like probably try to go straight. Just because that wasn't the acceptable time and just got so fucking fed up with men. They were just like, you know what? You're right. I am a lesbian. (laughs) I'm just going to be a lesbian. And they're like 40 or 50 and they're just living their best lesbian life in the middle of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Tracks. It's all tracks. (laughs) They're probably like truck drivers.
2: Yeah, they're probably all lesbian truck drivers who like literally just are just so fucking dumb with men. So,
1: So they all descend on this like Oklahoma honky tonk
2: shitty fucking bar,
1: which this was actually filmed in Louisiana.
2: Oh, wow. That actually surprises me
1: because they said the giveaway is the in Oklahoma, all the dirt and shit's like red. Oh, plant. I didn't. I
2: would not have known that.
1: What they say with the lights, they tried to make it so nobody can notice. Oh, so they but tinted it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so to... they—that's they, why they did the lighting and stuff okay. the way they did.
2: Good, good stuff. But <laughs> this but Oklahoma, I guess, is where everybody just goes to like die, die because yeah, they're too lazy fucking, to kill themselves.
1: Giant piece of shit
2: state. <laughs> uh, I'm dead in Ohio. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway,
1: so. <laughs> R.C. (laughs) is like her only friend.
2: R.C.'s her only friend and she just followed R.C. there. But she she tell R.C. tells her,
1: hey, I got this guy I want you to meet. Yeah. And then we instantly jump to back at Agnes's apartment.
2: Uh, Her shitty
1: fucking place. And they bring along this guy and. You don't see him for a little bit, but they just keep talking about him.
2: Like and he's not even there. <laughs>
1: and they're both like, dude, Agnes is basically like, why did you bring this creepy fucking weirdo? He
2: could be a serial killer. He could be an axe murderer. Axe
1: murderer, serial killer. Dude I don't like place. you.
2: But the thing is, Agnes is just so desperate for uh, companionship well it
1: doesn't come on till later she's very standoffish <laughs> at the beginning right
2: with with peter but she isn't she's so desperate for for a second i kind of thought like before i realized that her and rc were friends for so long i kind of figured like she was just so desperate for uh companionship that she was like trying out the lesbian thing even though she wasn't a lesbian like you know what i mean i kind of got that fop for her for a second I'm and then to i go re- both ways Uh, She doesn't at all in this movie. Then it was explained that RC was her friend for so long. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. Because... A few years. Yeah, years. I mean, RC knew all about... What was her son? Lloyd, which is another fucking old person name. Come on. Oh, yeah, the son,
1: Lloyd. Yeah.
2: This is a movie full of old people names. That's
1: how they do it in Oklahoma.
2: No, they're not from Oklahoma, I don't feel like. They just... They're there now, I feel like. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe I missed that. I
1: don't know. I don't know, I don't know. if they ever specified.
2: I like literally, they live in an ashtray. Yes, but <laughs> it's like an ashtray. So,
1: eventually, what ends up happening is Michael Shannon Peter reveals himself. Right, coming out of the bathroom,
2: being very shy and demure. Yeah, he's he's demure. Demure.
1: He's very meek.
2: Meek. Yes, and he's
1: like. Uh, actually, actually, I'm not a serial killer. And they're like talking; of, they just
2: keep on talking over him. And he's like, "I'm not an expert. Only, I'm not an expert uh, uh, ex- excuse me, I'm not so actually he, an expert. You said I was an expert, but I'm not an expert." And is right.
1: just completely like talking over him. Yeah, and they're, they're, just, both they're both completely ignoring, ignoring him. Yes. So they're both completely ignoring him.
2: And then RC was like, "Okay, I gotta go somewhere real quick. Something with the kid and her lesbian lover, La Voice. La voice is her lover, which is the most—it's uh, the most color you're gonna get in this movie. To be yeah. honest.
1: She, La voice gets sexually assaulted.
2: A man, uh, yes, a man tried to touch her
1: or grabbed her butt or, or something. something. That's and how she R.C. She punched
2: him it. Yes. and got arrested. <laughs> so like had...
1: she has to go save her.
2: Yeah. So then Peter says, "I'll make my own way to the after party because they've been partying, y'all." And I mean. It don't snow in Oklahoma. It's snowing in that motel room, though. Yes. So they've been partying.
1: And Peter proceeds to have the most awkward conversation of all time with Agnes.
2: Right. Well, they're out on the swings, which is he comes off. See, this is where I think he wiggles his way in. He comes off as very, uh, which is kind of creepy, but juvenile. Like almost soft mirror. Uh, I'm, like, glad you, I'm glad you said that. In a very that. innocent way. Like He's like, I'm not looking after. I don't want to have sex with you. What is that? Finn McCool.
1: Mm, it's fine. We'll figure it out.
2: It's him. He's knocking the ghost against the wall. So,
1: I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> Did that, you leave
2: that in there and I say he's knocking the ghost against the wall? What are people going to think? That's crazy. Anyway, go ahead.
1: I'm I'm glad you said that because there's a little snippet here. Where she says, it doesn't sound like you're from Oklahoma. He says, I'm from Beaver. And she goes, aren't we all from Beaver? And he's like, what?
2: Yeah, he didn't get the And he joke. doesn't
1: get it. And she's just like, don't worry about it. And, and so that happens multiple times where she'll say little slick shit like that. And he just has no idea.
2: And then he literally is just like, well, I just want you to be my friend. I just want a friend. I mean, And he
1: goes out of his way with, to stress, like, the, no, I don't want to have sex with you. Yeah, I don't want
2: to have sex with you. I just, I just want to be friend. friend. I just want, yeah. I just want a friend. That's exactly <laughs> what he says. Which,
1: which would be like, if I was a woman, I'd be like, yo, fuck that. Well,
2: well, even she said, she was like, wow, don't flatter me. He's like, I've never. What he said is, I haven't been to bed with a woman in many years. I don't want to go to bed dude, with you. Man. <laughs> so... <laughs> Look, I just want a friend. <laughs> this so motherfucker goes across.
1: He comes off crazy. as like a fucking serial killer. He That's what he off, fucking comes off like.
2: Yeah, he comes off even, even in the beginning. He came out. If some out
1: dude talked to you like that, would you be like, "Oh yeah, you can sleep in my house"?
2: No, no, not at all. But I feel like she was so desperate for companionship at that point, point. and like he almost sensed it. He sensed. A desperate need in her.
1: What's well, what he tells her. He goes, I can tell you're lonely.
2: I can tell you're lonely. I'm lonely, too. We can just be friends. And she is. She is lonely. So she, I mean, RC is obviously living her best life, her best lesbian life, and only, like, comes and visits rarely. And she's just so desperate, so desperate for companionship. And that desperation sets her up to basically be manipulated on Peter. She allows herself, she allows herself to, I mean, even, okay, so even when he says, like, like he sleeps on the, uh, can I, Ah, uh, I'm okay, I'm going to go and leave you. And she's like, but where are you going to go? And he's like, I have a place to stay. And she's like, where? And he's like. Okay, I don't really have a place to stay. He like says, he's it's so it's so juvenile. He's
1: like no, and he it, says it uh calls
2: to her desperate maternal instinct almost in in the beginning. He
1: says, Well, I have a place to stay and she's like, Well, where? And he's like, Well, wherever I stay.
2: Yeah. Well that's he says I, I'm he's like stay. well I'm kind of in between places and she's like yeah but where are you staying at and he's like um wherever, just wherever I stay nowhere just wherever yeah, I am is where, where I where, stay
1: yeah that's where I stay And then
2: she's like she's seeing him as this like she's initially I feel like seeing him as this naive like almost little boy that she feels like she, and she's so desperate for companionships that she's like okay well he's He's so the opposite of what my man, my ex man is. Who's just like, (laughs) yes, he is. Yeah, you know what I mean. So she's so like, okay, he's not gonna hurt me because he's coming across as like this little demure little boy, almost like I'm not a serial killer. I just want friends. Like, so she's like, you can sleep on my couch. And he's like, I don't want to put you out. And she's like, Dude, you're sleeping on my couch. You're not putting me out. So she sleeps on the couch. And then he's like, Can I sleep on the floor? And she's like, Yeah, fucking dude, I sleep on the floor. I don't give a shit.
1: Now, <laughs> let's talk about Jerry.
2: Jerry. All this right. Is when
1: Jerry, this is when Jerry makes his appearance.
2: So she wakes. And I like. I
1: like. I love, I how, they did
2: love that. how they introduce him. So she wakes up and hears the shower, to which she assumes, as any normal person would. It would be the person that you left sleep on your floor. And she smells coffee and she's like, oh, okay, dude just made coffee because he's appreciative of me. Let him stay in the place. Cool, let me go get a cup. So she shouts out after having a cup of coffee, like drinking her coffee. And she's like, hey, thanks for making coffee. And then the door opens and almost like just like, and there's steam, like the steamiest steam. And as the steam is like, and then no, Is that it what is... you
1: think porn music sounds like? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so, then, so then, as the steam starts to dissipate, the body is not the little meek boy body of what you'd imagine Peter to have, but studly stud gym man. Oh, he's been um, in prison for two yeah, years. You know. Yeah, that's all you can do, right? Is that and tattoos and whatever. So he start like, you know, I even me, I even I was confused. I was like, Why does Peter looked different. <laughs> I, mean, I was confused. At first I was like, wait, Peter's hiding that body underneath that t-shirt. Okay, cool. And then I realized, cause finally it pans up enough for you to see the face. And I was like, why does Peter look different? <gasps> That's not Peter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was awesome.
1: Yeah. I liked how they did that. Now Jerry is crazy. It's the only way to really put it. The motherfucker is crazy, but he has this weird, Like he's super aggressive in the way that he interacts with people through his body language, but it's and the way it's he says things where he's not meaning, I I, I don't know. It's like he says things that are just like would just be like normal things, but just the way that he moves around and the way that he his body language. He's just, like, so fucking crazy, like, aggressive. Yeah. He. And he's not hearing. He's he's not hearing anything she's trying to say. Because she's from the jump. She's like, yo, you got to get out of here.
2: Yeah. And she's he's just scared like, of him. She's petrified like, of him.
1: Well, why would I leave? I just got here.
2: He's like, like he just totally's like, it looks like you weren't even expecting me.
1: Yeah. And he, he's and like. She's
2: like, why the fuck would I? And he was like, I'll read you a letter. Did you not get it? And then she's like, well, no, you've been calling me. I know you've been calling me. And he's like, I haven't been calling you. Like, he just gaslights her from the get-go.
1: And then, and then he ends up being like, so, uh, who's that guy who left this morning?
2: And she goes, I knew you were
1: spying on me. He's like, well, that's not what I asked you.
2: hmm
1: It doesn't matter if I'm watching what you're doing. Who is this guy?
2: And then she makes a comment. About Lloyd, which we had a hint of what happened with Lloyd, but we weren't given any details other than, like, this five-second snippet when she was in the grocery store previously where you heard, like, children's laughter by an empty shopping cart.
1: While staring at onions.
2: Oh, yeah, while she's looking at an onion. So, anyway, so, we don't get it, but she was like, I should have took Lloyd and went to my sister's help in San Diego. Like, I should have got away from you.
1: Well, I shouldn't even get that far. Yeah. Because as soon as she says (laughs) the name Lloyd, Lloyd... He puts the smack mm, down on that ass. He
2: slapped her hard. And then, ha- why, you know, starts, why are you bringing up that name? Whose fault was it that he went missing? Whose fault? Who deserved? Now, like, the
1: first, it, so he goes on his little diatribe. And yeah. I like where he goes and he's like, he goes up to her and he tells her, he's like, so whose fault is it you got smacked?
0: Mm-hmm. And she
1: says, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn, dude. Just instantly. Just that quick. Mm -hmm. You're just right back in it.
2: Mm -hmm. And she knew that if she couldn't, she had to agree with him at that point. Because if not...
1: That motherfucker's probably going to kill you.
2: The (laughs) fists would have... He would have... Yeah, the fists would have rained down on her. Which, Peter
1: shows up. And I was expecting for there to be a confrontation.
2: Yeah, but the reason why... If you talk about energies, right?
1: But he bitches him out.
2: He bitches him out, but he looks at him. And we later find out why he doesn't find him threatening. But he looks at him and goes, I don't have to worry about this little Yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about this little bitch boy. So he leaves. Hey, I'll be back in two, three weeks. I got to take care of some shit. And leaves her, Agnes, with Peter. Not even concerned that he's leaving him with Peter. Like just doesn't even care that the fact that he's leaving h- her with Peter at all. So no, I, I,
1: I, I'm not gonna lie. I like the movie pull right before he left, where he was like, "Hey, where's your purse?" Oh yeah, and then he went to her purse and took all her, her money. money.
2: <laughs> right. So this leads to where I feel like the connection was finally cemented. Peter knew what he had to do to get Agnes. And then her response to it and what she said to him made me go, okay, this is how they're viewing each other. So first he's like, well, I just really don't think I don't like, who was that guy? Um, I just don't think he can, he should hit you. I don't like that he hit you. Like all this stuff, right? And she's like, I'm not a giant fan of it either. But <laughs>
1: well, then he goes into his big giant thing about people will try to manipulate you and control yeah, you yeah, and it. you don't even know It's, it's happening. happening. Which Until it's too, too late. late.
2: And she obviously knows that's where her, that's she knows that's her relationship with Jerry. Right. So he kind of just slips it in there and he goes, I I wouldn't mind going to bed with you. No, where to so the point where she is, almost laughs and cries at how uh, predictable that was for him to make that move. She starts crying. Yeah.
1: But this is what he says. He says, I haven't been to bed with a woman in a very long time but I think I can go to bed with you. Then she starts crying.
2: Cause then she, she knows. stands up laughs
1: and she says, come here, boy.
2: Right. Boom.
1: And there you go. Now our sex scene,
2: which was out of this world. And I mean, out of this world. I mean, don't like, you're not seeing anything even. Oh uh, no,
1: you are seeing Nipples. For some reason, Hands, you're nipples. just seeing tons of nipples, close-up on nipples. But no, but how nipples,
2: it's, it's how it's shot, though.
1: Sweaty nipples.
2: But how it shot it's shot is It's like not, a
1: PowerPoint. It's like it's the little It's really, are,
2: it's really like how, like, someone lying about having sex with, like, no access to porn or nudie magazines would describe. It's like, it's not a sex scene. No. It's not. You, because just see, it's you just not see a bunch na- of nipples. Right, like it's nothing natural for him almost. And like, yeah, so whatever. So sure enough, after the sex that we just assume happened, because I mean, you're not viewing it, so you're just going to assume it happened. What happens? She's trying to go to sleep. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, a bug beat me.
1: Which just kicks off this... Downward spiral into insanity.
2: Insane. It just goes, you thought you were getting a movie about a sad woman in in an abusive relationship, a sad, lonely, desperate woman, but you weren't just getting that.
1: Because Peter starts changing. It starts... He
2: blossoms almost.
1: It starts where he's with the bug and then like... He's finding these bugs in this bed that she can't see.
2: And even there, she still has her remiss of sanity. but she kind of just goes along with it. And, bitch, be tired. Right. And she won't go sleep.
1: But she's even like, hey, like, don't get upset with me, you know, because I can't see what you can see. And he's like, but I'm telling you, it's right here. You. So have- it's
2: almost like what you would do with a child when they present you with an imaginary friend. Yes. You just go along with it because what's the harm in it?
1: And then it just goes... Cause yeah, I, I don't want to spoil through everything.
2: Because I really feel like people should watch this movie.
1: But I mean, yeah, it, because that—that's really where, as as far as we could go without really spoiling a whole lot. Because this is
2: where the movie literally takes a a, a
1: turn, a turn, a drastic turn. So
2: it's not this man that is her savior. This is not who Peter is. You might think this is this man that's going to bring this poor, sad, desperate, lonely woman to better a better life, better times. But no. No. And even in the end, the man, oh God, I almost don't want to say it, but it's almost poignant. The man who was her abuser tries to save her.
1: It's true. It is true because this other this does this other outside foreign influence literally just walks her to her ultimate doom i yeah. mean is it
2: and so desperate was she.
1: That she goes all in.
2: She buys that. She
1: goes all in. Because she's so
2: desperate to lose Peter. For some reason, she latches on to Peter in that moment, in that sex scene, right? Because yeah. that was the transformation for both of them. For her, it was this person, this one person she could count on. I don't know why she felt that way, but this was her one thing. And for him, she was the one person who was finally going to believe him.
1: But then she even starts talking like him. Yes. But when, when she has but
2: only to, um, but it says something about her personality. Cause even with that slap where she's like, Hey, when he goes, so why did you, who, what, who, why did, like, who, why is, who's the reason for you getting slapped? It's me, she says. So for him, she's just so desperate and so afraid of losing Peter. She literally allows herself just to go along with it to the point where she she loses her mind.
1: Well, even uh, earlier, before they had their sex scene, he says something about, like, I know you hate me. And she's like, why would you say that? And he's like, I just, I just know that you hate me. Later on, when she has her falling out with R.C., she's telling Peter, like, I just, I love you so much, but I don't know why.
2: Yeah. I don't know why I love you so much. She, because... I hardly
1: know you. Yeah. But now, and she's even like, she's, the whole fallout with R.C. is because of her relationship with Peter.
2: Because R.C. also is like, dude, you don't know this guy. What the fuck are you talking about? You're talking crazy. But then she's telling
1: Peter, she's like, well, I, I... I know she hates me now. She says the exact same thing. She's like, I know she hates me now. And you know what? Uh, Fuck her because.
2: She can't keep us apart. Yeah. She can't take you away from me. It's not even like a matter of us being separated. I have you. It's you. You're it. And for him, it's like, you're the one that believes me. So it's like, I don't even know. I guess the chemistry was just right for these two individuals to send into this point of. Complete chaos and destruction, but they were both two desperate individuals, and something like a fucking magnet brought those two together. Like he sh- negative, positive poles, boom. And then That's you have, and you weren't pulling them together without that resistance.
1: And then we have Doctor Sweet,
2: yeah, which is well, who
1: comes into the picture later,
2: and he thinks he can play this scene. That's the other thing; he thinks. Cause you can tell he's was some kind of doctor to Peter at some point, but he tries to play it and he tries to play the card and he's obviously been talking to RC and he's obviously been talking to uh, Jerry. Cause how else would maybe just RC, but no, but Jerry had to have brought him there. I feel Jerry brought him there. Well, obviously cause Jerry was av- involved. So yeah. Jerry's
1: there later, so...
2: Yeah, but I feel like Jerry brought Sweet to... I don't know. I feel like R.C. called Jerry. I think R.C. stayed uh, connected Jerry and Dr. Sweet.
1: Yeah, maybe. But that just adds a whole nother layer of craziness onto everything. Yeah. Because, like I said, we don't want to go any further into it. Right. Because, honestly, you need to watch this.
2: Basically, I guess the tagline for this movie should have been something about desperation.
1: I like, do. I like the paranoia I, is contagious.
2: A paranoia is I contagious, like but think about it. I really feel like the true statement of this movie is desperate people will do desperate things.
0: Oh, that's
1: true. Oh, That
2: was even better fucking tagline. <gasps> but I feel people, when people hear the word desperate, they feel like, Oh, the people are desperate for money or do people are desperate, desperate for drugs housewives. or people. But, she was desperate. He was... Every character in this movie is desperate in some way. And it's great. Like, it is a great movie. I love... Is there action? Yeah, towards the end, there's a lot of action in this movie. But do you have to sit through a lot of character development? Yes. yes. Now, can I... I feel like, in general, a lot of people are not character-driven People. I love, I mean, I'll sit and watch a slow fucking burn if it has great character development. I love that. That's me. I love, I love character-driven as long, stories. As long as you
1: have a payoff.
2: Yeah, the payoff which, on this is definitely worth it.
1: This has a payoff. And the ending, the last, the, the last like 20, 25 minutes of uh, Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon just like. they Acting their asses off and just mean, this like, whew. it's wild, it's wild. And they 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 basically reveal their whole conspiracy theory, and then it's him exposing his truth to Agnes and having her like
2: finally buy re-
0: into it.
1: Um, her lay it out for him. Yeah, and it's like
2: her it's finally nuts. figuring. Like I feel like. It's finally believing, she finally believed in the imaginary friend.
1: But it's it's so well done, and they yeah. act their asses off. For that last third of the film, it's amazing.
2: It's a very good movie. It wasn't, even with the brief uh, explanation of the movie I had, I wasn't prepared for this. Like, she literally, this movie starts out, like, it acts like it's going to deliver you one thing, mm, but you ain't prepared for what it's going to serve up. Nope. Mm-mm.
1: Nah. Definitely, uh, uh, definitely a recommend.
2: Definitely a recommend.
1: So, where do we go from here? I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I don't know. We do well, have a movie. Don't we have a movie planned with Safaris, um, though?
1: So, what was supposed to happen was, on the weekend we moved... Me and Tavares were going to do Deep Rising. But right. the move was so terrible. Yes. and set me so far behind. Yeah. I didn't have time to do the movie that weekend. Because originally we were going to do our first movie with uh, Kate and Tavares and do Unicorn Wars. But Kate yes. was out of town.
2: Right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Family. the following
1: weekend after that, Tavares was out of town. Right. And then so this weekend we were supposed to do Deep Rising. But then... Tavares couldn't because his car is in the shop. And he's got some other shit going on. Right. So then we did Bug, which is what we're doing right now. So we still have to do Deep Rising, Unicorn Wars, and then we'll hop back on to Jean-Claude Van Denver.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good path to go. But I will say, great movie. It is. Great it was movie. a good movie. Yep. You You don't know what you're going to get with this movie. So... I think even with as much as we gave you, you're still not prepared for this movie.
1: No, because we didn't give a whole lot. It's fine. We 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 set the stage, but you have to wait for the uh
2: and that's the what final I, act. That's what I said to Rachel, right? Because we had thirteen minutes left and I texted her, I'm like, Oh my god, great recommendation. Like we we have thirteen minutes left, but oh my god. And she's like, no, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you something about this movie. <laughs>
1: So this episode is a little choppy. It's okay, but it's
2: definitely <laughs> we'll it's a roller do. coaster. You know what? Honestly, I feel like this movie is definitely uh, this our this podcast is very much like our movie. Yeah, yeah, you got a little something in the beginning, thinking you were going to get a whole different podcast with the Mister Farty farts,
1: the farts,
2: the Fats. farts. farts. The f- no, farts, farts. So and then. You ended with something completely different. Oh,
1: damn. I didn't even use my other uh, fascinating fact. I'll keep it. I will. It's about uh, militarizing bugs in war.
2: Oh. Can we use it in Unicorn War?
1: I don't know. I'll throw it in somewhere.
2: Okay. All right.
1: That's going to do it for this week. (sighs) Glad to be back.
2: In our... Br... And you I'll, know, the one thing we're going to have, we can't wish we have room, studio. but we can pull this table out or not to have room for that. But yeah, our brand new studio and uh, this kick-ass abode. Yes. That's nothing like a sorry-ass fucking we'll motel. We should get a fat Attack features it. rug. We could get one made.
1: We get one made. That'd be sweet. Yeah. We still got to make our shirts.
2: Oh yeah, we always say that we're going to make that. I yeah. always say that. I got to get a little bit more professional with my digital art, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway. That's going to do it for this week. So, as always, stay tuned, keep watching. And for
0: me and Elaine, hasta luego.
2: Goodbye.